series of podcasts about life in uh, the Furnace Village section of uh, Easton in the 1940s, early 50s. And this particular one goes back to uh, the 1930s. Uh, my father, I'm Avery Jr., he was Avery Sr., and this one's entitled Avery Sr. Builds a House. Goes like this. Not everyone built his house as my dad did, but there were several in the Furnace Village area that were put together in this fashion. Married in 1932, Avery and Margaret, maiden name Adams, Williams, started life in a rented apartment at the Warren and Ethel Blood House on Route 138. The house burned down a few years back and has been replaced. It was located next to the old Pickle Barrel Pub, which later was Blackthorn Tavern, now Leandro's. My folks had to elope, as my Irish Catholic grandmother was not going to let her daughter marry a Congregationalist Protestant. This left me and my siblings to be raised in the Episcopalian religion as a kind of compromise. My brother, Francis C., known as Buddy Williams, and I, were born in the second-floor bedroom on the left rear of the two-story house in the, in the Blood household. Along with my sister Claire, we were all three born at home to save the cost of a hospital, which my mom said would have totaled a grand $100. We only cost $25 each for Dr. Jacob Brenner and $10 for the nurse. Her name was Peaches Manchester. My sister Dottie got to be born at the hospital. Somehow, Mum got the old man to cough up the hundred bucks. The Bloods had a small variety store at the pub location back then. Warren Blood was the local Raleigh man who went door-to-door with his products that were focused on brooms and brushes, but included a wide selection of other goods. Dad bought the land at 455 Founder Street in 1933. He had the wherewithal as a result of working two jobs and being ambidextrous. This skill came about because he was not allowed to use his predominant left hand in school. Being left-handed was apparently a kind of sin at the time. He went to the school that was located at the fork on the road at the convergence of Washington and Turnpike Streets. The White Hen Pantry is behind the old school location now. There's a plaque noting the school's location there now, I believe. My dad was taught to write right-handed and to do any other task with his less able side. Later in life, he worked scuffing ducks at Prior Duck Farm, where the old diplomat function was, since he was paid by the duck picked of its feathers called scuffing, maybe two or three cents each, he was able to nearly double the output of the other workers who were forced to rest their tired hands and wrists because the repetitive motion took its toll quite quickly and led to carpal tunnel syndrome. Avery Sr. just switched hands and kept on scuffing. We moved to 455 Foundry Street in May of 1938. I was nearly three years old. The house had been framed and the roof shingles were on. Sidewood shingles were yet to be affixed, but the black underlay paper used at the time was tacked on. We lived in the four small rooms on the first floor with the upper floor not to be livable for a couple of years. Eventually, the two bedrooms at the left of the house were turned into the living room, and the bedrooms were moved upstairs. No heat there, of course. There was no foundation to the edifice. Dad just dug a three-foot-wide trench around the perimeter of the house to be, 
and put in the footings followed by the forms to pour the walls using the old putty-putty cement mixer. Other men in the village did the same. I have seen this method in many southern European countries and in South America to this day. He never had a mortgage on the place. He just took whatever he earned that week and bought the materials for the next week's work. Once the house was up, he went to work digging out the cellar by hand, using a pickaxe, shovel, and a wheelbarrow. Each night, after work, he dug until he could stand up no longer. <laughs> Dad's older brother, Herb, along with such stalwart friends as Howard Porter, Howard Poole, Manuel Lewis, my brother-in-law, Peter Lewis's granddad, and Ken Tufts gave a hand in the house building. Herb was a real carpenter and got a job as one of Avery Sr.'s uh, building the barracks. He got it for my father, building the barracks at Camp Edwards during the war. Ken Tufts was brother of the locally renowned Arthur Tufts of Tufts Dairy. He married my father's sister Arlene, who was born Williams, of course. He died at an early age and was the dad of Bob Tufts, whose son's Sons, Jeff and Steve Tufts, are both well-known in town. I was accident-prone. At the blood house, I fell into the cesspool, but luckily the cover flipped over on me and pinned me in place, preventing what could have been my last breath from occurring. The cover held me above ground until my mum rescued me. Another time, I made the front page of the Boston Globe after being bit by a poisonous snake. The photo showed me holding up a swollen thumb, but the creature had not enough poison to do me in. As soon as I got the 455 Foundry Street, I fell into the well. Again, Lady Luck was with me, and I landed on the bucket at the base of the well. I was hauled up by my mum and dad by the rope attached to the bucket. Think of all the aggravation society could have avoided if I had only been done in by one of these mishaps. <laughs> Once I drank kerosene while on a visit to the Farnham House on Foundry Street just up from Route 138. Knocked me out, but didn't quite kill me. <laughs> That's the way I remember it anyway. <laughs>